What's up and welcome to the Kinda Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hello. The new face of video games, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. When do I evolve into a coolest dude? When does that happen? Uh, you know, the thing is, it's like, I already don't like that I have two intros that are all video games, you know, because you're the new face of video games. He's one of the coolest dudes in video games. Mm. And like, don't get me wrong, Bless. You're many things. I don't know that I'd put cool on the list. And no, again, I'm remember, wow. compared to Greg Miller, it's an insult. I'm just saying, my cool, you have to be real damn cool. To, compared to, to, to Greg Miller, cool. what has okay. Greg Miller done that's been cool? Don't call fucking us. say something you can't take back, young kid. All right, over here. Call us do, when you cool, host an do cool award people show, say the word you know? young kid? That's true. Who call it Bless got you. Bless fucking got you, Greg. For this. I don't have to stand for this. I don't have to listen to this. <laughs> hey, daddy-o. Come back. <laughs> hey, Whippy Snapper. You be Boston Pumpkin. Here's the thing, Bless. I do want to say that I stand by that I don't know if I can give you that that nickname. But I also do regret giving Greg the nickname if I'm trying to play by okay, my fair. own rules there. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not is, saying because is... I, I, I would not claim myself to be cool. You know, I wouldn't put myself in that category. I think I am adequately uh, warm. I think you're cool. I'm in a very warm place, uh, but I'm definitely cooler than Greg Miller. Because we've, we've talked about this before on the Kind of Funny podcast, but there How are many very... things you need to take from me, Blessing. All right. You want to take Halloween from me? <laughs> the Game you're Awards. There, you're getting the Game Awards nominated, you know, honors now. I mean, apparently, I'm trying to take the Mario thing away from Tim because, Tim, it's Mario Day and you're not even wearing any, any ro- Mario wear. Mm. You, you know, know I was going to no 10. idea what my socks look blessing, like. Blessing <laughs> sat down. We start. We set everything up and then he ran off camera and he came back in this shirt. I'm like, he's up to something. What is oh, he doing? I didn't run fuck. off camera. I just, I just slowly he stood up and then scampered away he got, like he always he does. He cartwheeled off camera. <laughs> <laughs> and that beautiful voice is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. The one and only. We don't see what any, there's no debate. Over what in video games you are? You're just the Nitro damn rifle. I'm just who I am. I'm just who I am. I'm, uh, I mean an apple. Eating He's an apple. the number one video game uh, journalist. Yeah. Fuck, you're got, right. Video games so are in sources. there too. So many Crunch sources. it up. Name Crunch them. it up. Name my I would sources. never name your sources. <laughs> nah, Andy's like me. Andy's cool. Uh, Thanks, yeah. If anything, that. I think me and Andy should be the two coolest dudes in video games. That's what I'm saying. That's what I've been saying. But with my name, does the motion carry Barrett? It cares. Greg is one of the tallest. Greg's one of the tallest. That's the best you can give me. Yes. Like tall. one of the this one of the slowest, one also. of the tallest. Okay, oh okay. all right, all right, all right. Yeah. First off, first off, I'll admit blessings cooler than me, but Thank I will you. never admit that Andy's faster than me. All right, trust me, I can He's outrun so Andy any day of the week. He's, He's one of so the tallest dudes in video games who wears glasses. Mm-hmm. We're just acting like Reggie Fizme doesn't exist right now. Reggie Fizme is very tall and very much. I'm, that's why I, I added. Tall, that's why I added Bless. the wears glasses. Bless when Reggie Fizeme walked by me at E3, I felt like I was in Shadow of the Colossus. Like I was gonna try to climb him and stick a hug him. His noggin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we were in an elevator with him during the Switch like reveal event, it was me and Kevin, and I've never seen Kevin more starstruck in my entire life. Like <laughs> Kevin stopped functioning, and not in the normal way Kevin stops functioning, like just you know, like a real crazy ass way. Why can't I not find out how tall he is? Reggie Fizeme. It should be on his Wikipedia. Height. That's what I thought too. He's six two. Six two. No. Greg. Way. Greg got he him. He has dude. to be taller than that. Greg's taller. There's yeah. no way Reggie Fizeme is six two. He strikes me as at least six five. Yeah, I don't know. I have an ungood authority. I could pick presence. him up and throw him off a bridge. <laughs> and any of the so millions. The Nick Scarpino America. way. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, he was well, about to join, but not anymore. 
This is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. We get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can watch it on YouTube or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen to it as a podcast. Just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games cast and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free with the exclusive post-show and be able to watch it live as we record it, you're going to need to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, just like our many Patreon producers did. The nanobiologist Tyler Ross, Joy, a.k.a. Joseph O. Yusuf, Trent Berry, Mizuki, Man Bear Paradox, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, Sancho West Gaming, James Hastings, Elliot, and Casey Kern. Ain't that right, Bless? That's right. You're muted. But I appreciate it anyway. Wait, no, I'm not. I heard him. Yeah, we all heard him. <laughs> yeah. Now, am I? Is everyone You're, muted for Something's me? wrong with you, Tim. Yeah, no, it's yeah. you, Tim. Well, this is weird. <laughs> I can't hear any of you. All right, well, now, real quick, while, while we don't have to worry about Tim and what he's saying, we got to let's stop being mean to me. All right, let's all turn it around on Tim. This is our chance. All right, because it's, it's rough. He's going to come back in a second, but we're all going to be on the same page. Blessing, you say it for it. You start it. You start okay. it. Okay. Uh, let's make sure you can hear. Listen, Tim, you hear us? Tim, do you hear us? He doesn't hear us. No, right, if I good. said we anything. Have more he would time. Know. He's I wearing like so what? He's wearing like a Lakers look on the shirt. Yeah, about... I, know, I can't tell. I can't tell what his shirt is. His can you shirt hear us? Looks like. Now I can hear you. Okay, good. Don't know what happened, but where was I? This is the Gamescast, everybody. What fantastic things. Now, Greg, I want to get Greg to the bottom of this, Greg wanted me to say mean things to you. And I, 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 no, I, was I didn't going say, to say it at all. I was going to say a very I mean thing, but I couldn't muster it. I I was going to be like, where'd you get, what thrift store did you get that shirt from? But I could not muster up the strength to say it. <laughs> That's how much I respect I mean, you. You did say it, though. This the shirt I have ever owned. I don't understand. Did MeUndies make it? I don't even know. What is I, it? What is it? It's just a, a, a band that I like, Built to Fade, the new mm. album, shirt. Gotcha. You know what? Cool. I take it back. Oh, okay. What thrift store did you get that shirt from? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For me personally, when it comes down to a blessing, I want to, you can add this to your repertoire. Everybody listening, you can add this to your repertoire. Uh, there used to be a show called The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And at the end, when the episode was over, they'd then do a little PSA at the end, kind of G.I. Joe-like, right? And it was supposed to teach you how not to be a bad person, how to be a better person. But one of the greatest insults I ever heard came from, like, the before, like when the guy was being mean and then the Power Rangers had to step in and be like, hey, don't be a jerk. But I liked the insult so much I kept it. So I actually took the wrong lesson from it. But the lesson goes something like this. If you saw Tim walking down the street, right? You see him in this clown-ass soft shirt, right? You want to fucking dunk on this clown. Mm -hmm. You look at him and go, Oh, hey, Tim. Uh, let's, we're role playing. Hey, Tim. <laughs> hey, Tim. You want we're me role to role play, play as myself? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. We're, hey, we're doing improv now. Hey, we're hey, improv. You're Tim Getty. Okay. All right, we're hey, on Greg. the street. Are we, are Hi, we, are we walking? Walk. I, I walked and I saw you. Oh, hey, Tim. Uh, do we, okay, we're stopping to walk. Hey, how you guys doing? are jogging. <laughs> That's a really nice shirt. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, I used to have one just like it until my mom got a job. <laughs> Holy shit! Like, you walk away. Whoa. You walk away. That's what the Power Ranger said. <laughs> that was the Power Ranger insult. And then the Power Ranger step in. They're like, "Hey, don't do this." And I'd be like, "Screw you! I'm going with the putties. They look like they have a lot of fun with Rita. You guys so, suck." So, like, how many times have you used this? Like, you said this inspired you. Like, have you? Are you just like? destroying kids dreams out there no i mean I, it's usually something i say in a similar context to what we're doing right now are you with your friends you know when i mm -hmm, when i mm -hmm. see somebody in a shirt i don't like on the street i'm like god's already taking care of them i don't need to insult them but when i need something you know funny for you guys that's when i go wow huh. speaking of insulting today we played some mario 3d world on stream andy how would you describe that experience <clears throat> i'm the most physically and mentally drained 
that I've been possibly all quarantine. It was <laughs> it was really really tough out there. These final levels, Tim. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how they expect four players to do this and be perfect. And we're going to get it, Tim. But my God, it was it was a battle. It was a mental battle. Let me tell you, Andy, it is much easier with four players with with this. The one we're at right now, much easier with four players because you're allowed to cover the ground, get all the, you know, sure. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. So let me just explain to to both Greg and Blessing right now what we're dealing with. Okay. Me, Mike, Andy, and of course, Nick Scarpino. Oof, that's where you get off. Oh, really, it's real. It's hard. It's rails. hard. Yeah. Been trying 100% this Mario 3D world, doing a bang up job. Today, we finally beat the second to last world 100%. We're in the final thing, three levels to go. One, Captain Toad. One, the Green Star crazy insanity, like endurance run. And then one, Champions Road, one of the hardest levels in Mario history. All right. Captain Toad, done our bitch over with okay Crushed number it. two Couldn't figure it out couldn't like you know the stu- you get you got to do this thing greg where you use a little waggle right you hold the controller you just kind of waggle it for motion sure. controls so sure. all these all these jerks are like kind of just walking around the little it's a little cute little diorama almost and you got to go get the green stars meanwhile i am controlling the motion my little hand is up on the screen mm-hmm. if there's a piranha plant shooting fire i can rub it I can fucking it. rub that Tickle little him. motherfucker. Sure, and he'll like, sure. He'll maybe, he'll, a little coin will pop out of it, but nice. he'll just get right. Ah, you know, maybe he he'll spit a bit. Thing. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. But so. you do that. And then I also control the blocks that move up and down. I can go like activate them. And it's a, it, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. But we worked as a team and it was a beautiful yeah. thing. There's, there were moments where we stopped acting as four different units and it was one hive mind with Kevin yelling at us. Uh, but we got bodyguard, through that. A bodyguard yeah. situation. But we are now on our second to last level. And after like an hour and a half of trying this one level, uh, we failed. And uh, we're going to have to come back next Tuesday to, to make it right. But the way that this level works is it is uh, one of the little purple like challenge rooms where you go in and you have 10 seconds to get a green star. But the thing is, normally, you have to get 10 of them in a row to beat it. For this final one, you have to get 30 in a row. And it is pure insanity. And I don't know that we can do it, Andy. I'm feeling a little, feeling a little worried. If you fail, you start right back over. Mm-hmm. So from right beginning. now, I think we're, we're what, eight, 20 deep? I think we're 21 deep. But... Doesn't matter. Got to go back to zero. Do it yeah, all. If, so, like, you get towards the end, and obviously, we're taking a long time to kind of get the ones that we've been needing. And once you do, we don't know what the next room is. And then it pops up. We're like, "How the? F- are they? Are they expect us to do that?" So it's it's pretty challenging, Tim. And I'm really worried about it. It's stressful. But bless the reason I bring up Mario 3D World is you've mm-hmm. been playing it as well on yes. your own with your friend. Yep. How's that going for you? Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying it more and more the more I play it. I think last week I talked a bit about it, and my my overall attitude on 3D World has been that <clears throat> Bowser's Fury has been a fun, unique thing to jump into and kind of see a glimpse of them getting very experimental with Super Mario Brothers, which I really appreciate. Super Mario 3D World, I think I was toward I was approaching maybe the last world in it of like the main game, and I was kind of like, yeah, this is more Mario. Like I, I like Mario. The levels are polished like Mario. The game feels like Mario, and I didn't, I, I, I didn't really feel like it was that special by itself as a Mario game. It just kind of felt like another one, which I appreciate, but kind of, kind of is what it is. And now that I've completed the game, started doing a little bit of the bonus worlds, and 
than also going back and trying 100% levels because you guys put me onto that because uh, I went and I played with you guys on Friday and I, and I realized that you guys play in a way where not only do you get the three stars that are in each level, you also go for the stamp and then you also go for the top of the flag. That kind of opened my eyes up to like, okay, no, there's a whole nother level layer of depth uh, that's in this game and you try and do every single thing that's there. Uh, and so since last week, I've been playing, playing a lot more and I've been growing to appreciate it more and more because where last week I kind of I kind of felt like it was not necessarily the best bits that I love from the 3D games, which is the exploration and being able to, to kind of tackle anything you want, nor the tightness of the 2D games. I, the thing that I've pulled now that I appreciate a, a lot about 3D World is the level design is great. The, le- the, the level design, especially coming off of New Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, and all that stuff, the level design in 3D World feels so fresh and so creative and so, uh, uh, I guess, innovative compared to those games in a way that has kind of reignited my love for 2D-ish Mario, even though I know this is 2D slash 3D or 2.5, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and so, yeah, I've been having a blast with it. I'm, I'm right now. I'm trying to get enough stars so I can get to the second bonus world, which has been a fun process. Uh, and some of the dude, some of the levels in that first bonus world, the way that they homage uh, earlier Mario games, I just love. I just yeah. find it so endearing. Very cool stuff. Uh, but Mario's not the only game we've been playing recently. Blessing and Andy, both of you have a little PC shooter roundup. You guys want to talk about? Where do you want to start, Andy? Um, well, I mean, this song first bless wanting to be, uh, he was curious about PC gaming and he, he was like, I kind of want to get into it. I want to try it out. And I keep, I, the help me help you sort of situation. PC. I, I love you. Be, XOXO one, you know, <clears throat> I exactly. Thank you, Barrett. Is, is, um, PC. Like, I love I you. I'll tab. I'll tab. If I never record for it, like, you know, it's, I have other stuff going on or whatever, but, um, I told Bear, I told Bless, dude, help me help you. I can do this. We can figure this out for you. Bless, very, very worried about getting caught up in, oh, there's so many people that are out there that are way way better than me. Of course, that's every game. You're always going to experience that. Yeah. It's, the, it's just... the main fear of PC of a mouse and keyboard because yeah. I've, I've been so used to playing on console with my DualShock, my DualSensor, my Xbox controller, whatever, that... When I, whenever I do play, even if, even when I play games that are cross-play, I get nervous because I know that inherently mouse and keyboard is going to give you an advantage in accuracy and all that stuff. And so switching to PC, uh, like PC solely for a game like Overwatch or, or whatever other game has been a little bit nerve-wracking because I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to get caught up with these folks that have been doing this longer. And then I get demolished and all of a sudden I, I stop having fun with Overwatch. Yeah, but I... I... I understand that, but again, I feel like anybody has been in the same boat, and so was I a year ago. I was in the same boat, Bless. And Bless hopped in and said, I want to play Overwatch on Thursday with Snowbike Mike on the stream, on the Kind of Funny stream. And we hopped in, and we dialed down his sensitivity. Took a while, right? You got to download, you know, all these programs, drivers, printer drivers. You have to download um, a webcam driver as well to track your hand movement. Just kidding. Greg already fell asleep. He already fucking fell asleep. This guy. I'm, I'm just trying. I'm trying to get him to like do the joke, but he's just in a different world. It's okay. Um, I'm messaging but, Tim something very important about the show, but I didn't want to interrupt the show, so don't worry about it. That's fine. So bless. Um, ended up hopping into Overwatch, and at first, kind of worried, right? But then you start seeing the kill feed light up. You start noticing that bless is getting more and more comfortable. Um, and it was Hanzo, right? That in Hanzo yeah. and Overwatch, I kind of 
changed it all for you. Yeah, like uh, Overwatch has been a game that I've adored since it released in 2016, and I've I've hopped between quite a few characters in Overwatch. You know, Reaper was my first love, and I still love Reaper. Reaper is still my number one when it comes to Overwatch. Uh, but yeah, I'll do I'll I do Reaper, I do um, Farah, Hanzo, and quite a few others. And Hanzo has been a character that over the last couple of years I've kind of lost it with. Early on, I was killing it with Hanzo, especially when he used to have the the ability where he would do the the scatter arrow, where you would shoot at the ground and all of a sudden it split. They ended up nerfing Hanzo and taking that out and replacing it with a different move. And I feel like ever since then I stopped being as good uh, with Hanzo on console. Playing on PC brought me all the way back to where I really enjoyed playing Hanzo. I had a few games with Hanzo where I was like, dude. This is awesome, and it's all because of the precision of being able to have that mouse and keyboard. And the more I played, it only took me maybe probably like seven seven games. It sounds like a lot, but for Overwatch, that actually goes by pretty quickly. It took me about that amount of games before I was like, okay, cool. I feel very comfortable at least playing with this character. It, it has been a, a learning experience per character because you realize that each character has their own abilities, which means that shift or e or whatever whatever the button is might not inherently be what i expect it to be right it might not always lead to l1 or r1 or whatever the the button correlation is on console and so i i kind of have to re- relearn that per character but yeah no hanzo i've been falling in love with and i think i can easily foresee it being the case where specific characters i have the preference with on pc versus other characters i have the preference with on console like reaper i still think you know reaper i'm not playing at max potential with That'll PC. change for you, Bless. That'll change. You think for so? You. Yes. I hope yes. so. Absolutely. Because I have my go tos now for each of them. And now you're going to get to the point where you're like, I wish I could just play everything keyboard mouse. It's going to get to that point, Bless. And you're going to be heartbroken when you can't join up with Greg in Division Crossplay. Go ahead, Tim Geddes. Uh, speaking of Greg, he he did send me the important messages that I will read to you because he sent them in bullet point form. Uh, there are three bullet points that are all questions. Playing PC games. Afraid to play games. Talking about keyboard and mouse. Is this really someone you're considering cooler than me? <laughs> Put it out there. And then, then there Fucking was a... Coindexter came out of the college computer lab over here. <laughs> mm, well, I've been playing as Hamzo. And let me tell you, I was very, I was very scared to pick up my keyboard and go. Doo, 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 doo. You know, come on. I'm and never then... scared when I do my taxes with this machine. It's great. There was one more uh, follow-up bullet point. Um, talking about Hamzo. And then parentheses question Hamzo. mark. To like, you know, and, check the spelling uh, of uh, yeah, yeah. Well, his is Hamzo. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> now yeah. I do have a, a follow up question to this because I am uh, a tech PC nerd. I am not a gameplay PC nerd. But if I with Halo Infinite coming out and all this stuff, am I really about to play this game on on freaking controller while Andy's playing on mouse and keyboard? Like it feels a little fucked up. You know what I'm talking about, Andy? Of course. Yeah. No, you don't want to be left behind. But here's my issue is the mouse, obviously, way more precise. I love it. I feel good with it. The keyboard's where I start to lose my ability to, to really feel confident. I start getting some cramps going on in there, and I just never feel as good as the controller. So my question to you guys is, how stupid an idea is this? And has anyone in the world done this before? Where you move with the left stick, and then you mouse with the right. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> that, you can't. Like, no, no, that's not possible. No. You can't have I don't know. two different inputs. Because no. here's my thing. It no, just, we know. Just, <laughs> just put a, put a jump button on, on you know, one of the triggers, and then I'm good. That's all I need to do. I just need to jump and shoot. Yeah. yeah. No. I I, honestly, like, I kind of like where Tim's kind of go, where Tim's going with this, because 
I'm holding I'm holding my uh my uh pro controller, my switch pro controller in my left hand right now. Mm-hmm. And There's I have not enough buttons, dude. There's not my right buttons. hand. Get more buttons on your mouse. Figure it it's out. Yeah, There's a lot of buttons on mouses nowadays. Anyway, yeah. I'm sure someone yeah, in the but chat I don't want one of these solution. World of Warcraft Let me know. mouses with like 30 buttons on the side. I don't want that. Sort this is of ridiculous. Shit. <laughs> now I'm holding it more. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is too much. I, I like, I like, I like where you're where you're, where your head's at, Tim. Though, yeah. Because you right. immediately portals. turned around and it was like, nah, this is stupid as shit. <laughs> like I, I, at I first, I was stupid. like, hey, this feels stupid. nice. But then 10 seconds later, I'm like, no, this is stupid. What, what am I doing right now? This is ridiculous. I'm, is what I'm telling. Hey, here's the thing. Let me tell you guys something. It is possible, and I know because I did it for Cyberpunk. Okay, bitches. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wait, how? You had two inputs at the same. They just time? both worked. Yeah. It's plugged in. So you're yeah, sitting here holding the, You're sitting here holding this thing and this thing, and this is how you played the game. Yeah, I didn't need to hold the mouse up. The mouse is down. Well, no, I, I know you I were holding that it up. That was me dragging it into a visual yeah. effect of what. You need like the little there. Wiimote. You need the left side of the Wiimote. I, I, how I, did you? Me. How'd you reload? I don't remember. Like your gun. I don't remember. He used the. But I got a lot skill. of buttons. I got a lot of buttons on this. Never reloaded. Thing. Never <laughs> no, reloaded. To be, to be fair, I, I only did this for a little bit, Just and then kept I, on I picking stopped. up you guns. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, but, uh, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, anyway, I'm so I'm excited. That, I'm excited that Bless has shown uh, immediately. Kind of started picking it up and is excited to try more of it out. Yeah. No, I'm hype. I've been playing a lot of Warzone 2 recently with Nick Scarpino and Mario Not Bros and Fran Mirabella, uh, which is like a very random pe- group of people for me to hang out with, but it's been, <laughs> actually been a very awesome time. Um, and I've been playing mainly on console, whereas they've been playing on mouse and keyboard. And slowly I'm like, maybe I should just pick up the mouse and keyboard because it seems like they're... Uh, and let's like be clear, Nick is also playing like on console. Nick is also playing on console. Yeah, but he, he has his keyboard hooked up to his <laughs> PS5, which I feel like is just a step too far. That's cats and dogs living together in a keyboard, way that I'm not mouse on with. PS5, inverted mouse. <laughs> That's cats and dogs living together. Who could imagine? <laughs> no, I'm never. I'm never plugging in my keyboard into my PS5. That's that's going too far. It's, but it's wonky. It's weird. Yeah, but I can just you know play on my uh play on my computer. I have my widescreen. I'm sure that'll add in some 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 uh flair to the experience. And yeah, I might go for it. Like I'm, I'm open to things. Warzone runs like shit if you don't have like an insane computer on PC. Mm. I mean, it doesn't run that well on console either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and you're so, used to. You won't know the difference. Yeah, I will <laughs> not know the difference. That's so besides true. Warzone and Overwatch, Andy, uh, you and Mike are really hyped about Valorant. What the hell happened? You were kind of down on it. I mean, I've always been down on Valorant ever since I tried it. It's just a very, very tough game. It is the the epitome of needing to be patient with your shots. This is not the type of game that you can, this is not Fortnite or Call of Duty where you could just run into a room and jump and just shoot or else your bullets are going to go everywhere. You have to be really, really precise and you have to be um, just insanely patient, a little too much. Because if you shoot three bullets, they'll go perfectly straight and the fourth one is like up here and the fifth one is like way the fuck up there. So you have to really like know what you're doing. And it immediately turned me off when the game launched. And, well, when the game launched, I was really into it and then just got really, really frustrated when I started playing more and more difficult players. And a lot of that was due to the fact that I would play with Alfredo Diaz and he's so good mm-hmm. that I'm playing against people at his level. And it was just so discouraging. And I'd go into every match and just get destroyed. 
And then I'd be playing with Fredo's friends, and they'd be like, "Why don't you? Why don't you look that way?" When I told it, I was like, "I don't know what I'm doing, man." Okay, <laughs> like you all play Rainbow Six all the time. You know the call. I don't know what I'm doing in this shit. Um, and that was at the beginning of sort of my keyboard mouse adventure, because I think Valorant came out in around April, like at the start of the quarantine or something like that. Um, and I decided to hop back in because uh, a couple of homies in in with a couple of Mike's homies and. Um, a couple of personal friends of mine had been playing it and I decided to hop back in and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I feel like I've definitely improved over the year playing on keyboard mouse. And luckily we are playing some players that are on our level this time, since I'm not playing with Fredo and his crew. Sure. And it's been really fun and it's still insanely difficult and you have to know a lot of the call outs, <clears throat> but I think Valor's just a great mixture of, what makes games like Counter-Strike really impressive when you can be good at them and when you have team coordination and games like Overwatch when you have really unique heroes with cool power-ups um, and power-ups that don't necessarily decide wins. You know, I think that was one of the big things mm -hmm. that Riot was doing when they were developing Valorant is they don't... Uh, with Overwatch, it is such a game dependent on characters' ultimates, ultimate abilities. And Riot said, we we want gunplay to be king. We, you know, a, teams with better gunplay will beat teams that are using their, their abilities or whatever. Um, and I think that's absolutely true. And it's been a lot of fun going back to it and kind of making my way through it. I'm hoping that we get everybody in our squad to play enough games to where we can then jump into the competitive ranks and see how we fare there. But it can be very, very tilting when you are aiming at somebody and your bullet tracer are above their heads. You know, it's like, I'm aiming at the fucking person. Why isn't it shooting them? And that's where the frustration starts to set in. But yeah, you just need, um, you just can't have, you can't be too impatient with it. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. And I think it's also a great game for people to hop in if they've never played a PC game and maybe want to learn. It's a free game. And I think it teaches, um, I've been trying to think of a word this whole time that I cannot think of. Give, just me, like, give me the ballpark. Give me the ballpark. A ballpark, a ballpark, Greg. Like, you know, um, you just can't be too horny you know what i mean like that's that's patience. that's kind of patient <laughs> i mean not really not really patience though it, it's um, um like let's say there's a lot of food on the table and you wait Pace not, restraint 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 Pace restraint yourself. is good restraint is real good i think it's close i think it might be it let's go with restraint yeah you got to mm -hmm. show a lot of restraint when you're out there because or else if you're if, if you see an enemy and you're walking left and right to try to avoid bullets, your bullets are going to fly everywhere. You have to stay there and be disciplined is the word I was looking for. Mm. You have to be disciplined and just nail your shots. Hit those shots, baby. And Hit it's a great shots, game. Drain, it, drain the buckets. Drain, drain the, the buckets. buckets. Drain the Greg. buckets. Plus, I yeah. think you would love it. I want to hop into it. I was talking to Nick a little bit about this last night when we were playing Warzone. Uh, and I asked Nick, I was like, hey, have you ever thought about playing Warzone? He was, or not Warzone, have you ever thought about playing Valorant? And he was like, uh, no like that doesn't seem like my kind of thing but that you know asking asking him further right like have you played counter-strike or have you played these other games rainbow it six siege like, yeah see he's like it seemed like nick it seems like nick might be in the right uh i guess people group <laughs> to be exposed realm to valorant right gamer yeah for sure yeah night right realm of gamer for that type of game and i know for sure i am right because I, I like siege i like overwatch counter-strike has never been one that i've fallen into but that's neither, neither had i yeah yeah that's more so just me not historically being a pc gamer and so 
now that now that I'm I'm starting to turn that corner, you know, Valorant might be one for me to try out because I hadn't tried it out just because I didn't want to play on mouse and keyboard. <laughs> and um, grand, speaking of the, the great thing about Valorant is that it runs on like the shittiest of computers. Riot bit, built nice. this shit to run on ten year old GPUs. Like it is very very light. It does not require anything at all uh, to run it. So, speaking of which, I, I got this. Uh, slack message from game over greggy in our sl- in our slack that says i don't want you to become another statistic and then he links a screenshot to a bunch of different leaks that are man killed during meeting to sell computer <laughs> las vegas police uh, police arrest man in killing over computer sale man charged with murder after fight after fight over computer uh I know a lot of people want to come act like, you know, uh, my distaste for PC is unfounded, but I just, I don't hear this about Switches and Xboxes and Playstations. It seems like there's an underbelly to you guys with your graphics cards and your motherboards and you, oh, I need my RGB lights to glow on my face off my keyboard. Like, it seems like you you have your own problems and I don't want to see Blessing (laughs) fall into a bad crowd. It's just, it's just the fact that (laughs) you sent me a screenshot of like Google searches and I want to know what you searched to get these results. <laughs> Killed over computer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was a targeted search. Wait, do you have any? Do you have any final thoughts on yeah, PC hold on. gaming? Before that, I do want to bring one up earlier. Somebody caught it in the chat, but I think I it timed out perfectly where Tim made another joke, and so it was appropriate to laugh. But I lost. <laughs> split second, like fifteen minutes ago, because I was trying to. Find I was trying to do, uh, I was looking for the same thing to do this, right? What I wanted was my PC killed my dog, <laughs> but I, I, I forgot the PC part. So I just said my killed my dog. <laughs> and then all the articles were about results. other dogs killing other dogs. <laughs> oh, and that no. caught me off guard. Uh, final thoughts on PC. Just don't, don't do it. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, I think this is everybody's chance to not fall for the siren song of Andy over here. I understand it. He's cool. Look at him. Look at that chair. Look at his face. Look at the cool Twitch presence he has on twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. You know what I mean? He's a cool dude. So I'm say one, of, cool. one of the two coolest dudes in video games. One of the, cool, one of the cool, coolest dudes yeah. in video games, they would say, right? But, like, don't fall for it. You know, stick with your consoles. They'll get you through this. Stay with your consoles. Don't be a blessing. Stay with your console. But Greg, I'm not, not, not abandoning my PS5. The future you know, is now. I can have the multiple... F- the crossplay future is here. I know, right. so we can play fine, and you don't have to draw a line in the sand where you steal blessing from me. But look, he's stealing blessing from me. You know what I mean? Also, apparently, I could I have, have multiple wives. <laughs> I, when I got when I got there, I was like, "That's not the best comparison to make." Most but people you're don't still have committed. You, still, you pause. I could have multiple. Fuck it, I'm doing it. Wives. We've all been there. The train's out of the station. You're yeah, not gonna pick another word in left. time. You might as well see where it goes. It's funny, wow. Greg. There was the other day. I forgot what show we were doing, but. Ben. I was talking about how I was trying to get Mike to play. Oh gosh, what's it called? World War Z. And then Barrett goes, "Did you listen to uh, PS? I love you." I was like, "No." And he was like, "Yeah, they mentioned how yeah. they had been wanting to jump into World War Z because they had that uh, back for blood itch." I was like, "Oh my god, me too." Let's go. And dude. We're doing it on a Thursday stream. It's Join us. Full crossplay. Dude. Yeah, it's full cross. You have no. Oh damn, now. I didn't realize that. Future is Thursday. Now. We're streaming at twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Future class. Play it on, play it on console. Greg Miller, speaking of the future, what video game have you been playing? Oh, I've been playing Star Wars The Old Republic on my PC. Wow. Uh, so, wow. yeah. Like... 
Got you fuckers. I got you fuckers. Video games are games. Play video games and enjoy yourself. Don't care where they're played, you clowns. No, yeah. So like uh you for a long time. Shit, I swear to God. Coolest dude in video games. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a hankering for Old Republic for a while. If you remember way back in the day, Tim, I played uh, at Star Wars Old Republic at launch. I mm-hmm. started a character and was playing in the well, the old spare bedroom <laughs> that would become the kind of funny studio. And, you know, fell off super quick and got distracted and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and so now that we've been doing more and more stuff from home and the PC's been in the living room, uh, whereas before I didn't even have a PC at home, you know, we, I was using Jen's stuff. I, I didn't want to for kill my spouse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't want it to kill anybody or my dog. You know what I mean? That was my thing. Because originally yeah. I was like, am I, I was like, what could the PC kill that would be funny and weird? And I was like, my dog. And I was like, well, how? And then I was like, oh, like if it tipped over on Portillo, that would kill him. There has to be at least one headline like that, but could not come up with it in time. I apologize. <laughs> um, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be, maybe I foretold the death of Portillo. You know what I mean? To really give me a backstory on why I don't like PC. Um, Anyways, so, so yeah, with the PC in the living room and PC gaming being more accessible than ever, I had been like, oh, man, I want to get back in the Old Republic to the point that I had been thinking about it right around the time uh, Rahul Kohli, friend of the show, uh, started up and was playing it. And so I messaged him after he had been playing for like a week or two. I was like, is it worth it? And he's like, yeah. And so I downloaded it, but it, you know, it was a, long, a huge ass download. So I let it go forever and then never actually got back to it because I think it was right around the time PlayStation 5 or some other review was coming out we had to do. And so the other day on stream, yeah, me and Mike were uh, shooting the shit and we were playing uh, 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 Outriders and enjoying it. But, you know, being that thing, I'm like, oh man, this is good, but I, I still want to wait for the full release of that like i don't want to i don't want to just keep putting time into the beta i already played what you're playing and it was that question of like oh well what else can we play what else can we do and i was like wait a second i've been wanting to play old republic would you be down for the old republic and mike would be like i'd be very much down for the old republic and kevin coelho was like i'll download it right now and so he downloaded it we started it up i jumped back in uh you know it's been however many years since i originally played old republic my taylor swift character was there but i did re-roll a new sith uh, uh taylor swift we call her taylor sith this way to be a little bit more clever. Somebody in the chat like shouted that. that out. Uh, and so it's still really early. I'm only a bit past where I uh, uh, played uh, with Mike on stream. Um, and that's only a bit past where I actually left off with the other character. Uh, but even today before this show, uh, you know, I finished uh, my episode of the blessing show coming out next week. Thank you for your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, and I was like, man, I got a little bit of time before we jump on Gamescast. You know what? Let's get in there. Cause I'll be doing it tomorrow. Went in there. Answered some questions, answered them the real evil way. So I got super Sith points or whatever. Killed the dude, took his hand back to the my my Sith command, my new Sith commander. I was like, "This is how committed I am to being a Sith." And like, awesome, you got the dark side in you. I'm like, I know, I know. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that was it. Oh, did Tim go? Is Tim is ever muted again for Tim? Uh, I thought I was. That, that <laughs> oh, confused okay. you for a second. It was just that that moment of silence. I was like, oh no, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, you know, I it's it's a couple different things for me, of course. Of like, uh, I am in the mood right now for a big game, something to jump in and tackle and be committed to. I think and have that leveling and have those uh, uh, journey choices. And of course, personally, I wish it was a uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I wish there was a, a reboot of that or a third one of that or a modern day one of that. But I don't feel like going and playing something old. So this fits. And it's like, you know, it's MMO, of course. So it's like, I don't find the combat all that engaging. But it's super early and I need to unlock more skills and do more things. Uh, so it's been scratching that itch right now. It's so also kind of just mind-numbing, right? Like, you 100%. Kind of, you could just relax and just level up and it's very much that mo mo thing right of go down here and kill six of these things set these bombs do this thing okay cool i can do that and talk to the chat and talk to mike what's the status of the game now is it 
done or is it still being added to it all? I think they're still putting stuff out for it. Yeah, they're I mean they're still they're still developing, I believe, at Bioware. I'm pretty yeah. sure. That's crazy. What if you uh, all got into an MMO, like the same one? Like Final Fantasy Republic, 14. <laughs> Can you imagine if all of us just got into Final Fantasy 14? Or like fuck Mike it, let's do eleven. Mike hopped back into WoW. Wow. He's really deep into it. Yeah. I've i I just heard I have quite a few friends that are super into Final Fantasy. Yeah, 14, the guy who lives in your house. Yeah, <laughs> including Michael High and my roommate. <laughs> and whenever I hear people talk about Final Fantasy 14, it makes me so jealous that I'm not also the, the sure. biggest fan because they're having a blast. I'll read Twitter threads and they're like, oh, I can't believe this shit happened. This is the best Final Fantasy story. And I'm like, damn, like I didn't know they, they, they were doing it like that. Uh, I, and I tried Final Fantasy 14 for like a week and I fell off it because I think I didn't realize they had to pay regularly for it. I thought it was a one and done <laughs> thing. And I was like, fuck, I'm not paying monthly to play this game. And I bounced off. Um, but like the more and more I see people talk about the new stuff that's added and get, people get hyped and these world of, world events that blow people away, the more I'm like, man, what am I, what am I missing? You know, I've not had an MMO that I've actually committed to all the way, aside from something like GTA Online, which doesn't really, isn't really an MMO, but it, it has MMO like qualities. Like that's the only one for me where I've fallen into, and I want to know what that's about. I'm always, plus I'm always hesitant whenever people throw out the, this is the best Final Fantasy story. I'm just like, is it just because you really like the game? Like, I think that. I don't know. You know what I mean, Tim? Like, oh, it, I totally know what you mean. It's like if you made fun of like Agents of Shield, and they're like, "Oh, this is the best." Oh no, Marvel it's content. the fucking best, man. Like, yeah, it started it, off pretty bad, but you gotta get to season five. Okay, first of all, like, it's, it's telling the best stories <laughs> ever. I, using Agents of Shield as an example is an assault <laughs> to me, <laughs> me specifically. Agents no. of Shield, not the best Marvel story by any means, not the best MCU right, story, right, 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 but right, a pretty fine, damn fine. good one. Damn it! I'll use a different analogy, dude. Star Wars Rebels, did you just gotta get Thank past you. like the first twelve th- seasons, thirteen what? seasons, or whatever? And then it gets real good, dude. Thank and you. I'll Star use Wars analogy. Rebels yeah. is fucking great from the first episode, Andy. Fuck Do it again Wars. with Smallville. Do it again with Smallville. <laughs> it's only four <laughs> seasons, I will, Andy. I will, I will fucking die by the fact that Smallville season. Two is fucking amazing. All right, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of crap, a lot of crap, a lot of crap. I'll let me tell you about Bachelors in Paradise. The best Star Wars thing ever, but only watch five episodes. Those are the like the best. I'll ones. admit, clone, half of Clone Wars absolute garbage, oh, but that was a different era of Star Wars, man. Other half of Clone Wars, some of the best Star Wars out there. Star Wars I'm Rebels, I'm all sure four seasons. I'm sure, sure it is. is. Sure it is. So, so, the, the thing that I'm interested about Final Fantasy is that Final Fantasy 16 is a single player game that is being made by the same team from 14. So I, I love that I'm hearing so much praise about 14. I've heard it's the best story ever. Because yeah. and I'm like, if we I take that it. and apply it to a single player game, I'm like, okay, cool. We're about to get some of this. We got to eat good, hopefully, in 2021. We can get warmed up, man. Final but Fantasy Tim, review. Tim, don't oh you God. want to experience the best Final Fantasy story? Like, why would why would you not hop into it? Because it sounds like to get that story would be a lot to do. And I don't know about all that. You know it's I mean? also just seems like it's difficult to, but also, you know, I'm just, you know, retention, not great up here, right? Mm-hmm. But playing Destiny, playing Borderlands, playing any games with friends, it's so hard to absorb the story and the plot when you're in a party with friends fucking around and NPCs are telling you stuff. And if you miss one of those things, I'm just out, right? Like every other NPC I talk to, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Let's just, I'm trying to get this fucking cool shield or whatever. This is what I keep talking about with Outriders, right? That we start started my Outriders playthrough on the stream and you're like, I'll oh, just skip everything to do it, which I'm like, okay, yeah, better content, of course. But now that I'm into it, I'm like, 
I got to start this game from scratch on my own and just with, you know, not talking to anybody. Cause I, even though, if the story isn't good and the acting isn't good, if I don't have that basis, like, why am I playing it? Sure. And that's like, it, this is the Achilles heel of all these games. Right. And I think, you know, to blessing your point of like, you want to get into an MMO. Like the problem is, I think that for most people getting into an MMO has so many different if this then that's or you know if it has to have like you know the only mmo i've ever connected with and stuck around for an insane amount is dc universe online and i don't know how that would drag you guys into it for a long-term thing tim gettys from kind of greg miller once again i am loving this conversation so we're gonna pivot what the topic of the show is going to be pivot mmos and what sure. uh, what could that could possibly do to get gentlemen like ourselves into them but i'm gonna talk about that after i talk about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by Honey. If I told you once, I've told you a thousand times. If you're not using Honey, you're missing out on free money. You could be saving so much money and you don't even need to be doing anything. All you do is install Honey once and then anytime you're shopping online, they're automatically applying the best coupons for you to save as much money as humanly possible. I have saved thousands of dollars using Honey over the years. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from things like Etsy all the way up to things like Best Buy. So no matter what you're looking for honey's trying to save you money and again it's so easy to install it's like one click it goes into your internet browser and then you don't need to think about it ever again it's just saving you money time and time again if honey finds a working coupon you'll watch the prices drop um, i've saved money on so many things including a lot of the hue lights that you see behind me honey has found it's over 17 million members over two billion dollars in savings that's insane if you don't already have honey you're straight up missing out on free savings it's literally free installs in a few seconds and by getting it you're doing yourself a solid and supporting this show get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda that's joinhoney.com slash kinda and also shout out to every plate experience full plates and fuller wallets with america's best value meal kit you can get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love delivered right to your door contact free think of it this way one meal from every plate is the same price as one cup of coffee you're just saving money there if you're doing this and you're eating well every plate dinners are the less expensive and more fulfilling alternative to takeout or delivery more bang for your buck getting dinner on the table daily used to be a challenge but now you can let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a delightful price. Uh, recipes come together in about 30 minutes, which is faster than, you know, most things you could do. And next thing you know, you're eating a great meal. Um, I have been loving this. Cool Greg's been loving this uh, recently. This, this every plate allowing him to not need to worry about what food he's eaten. It just shows up. And then he's good to go. You can try every plate for just $1.99 per meal plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and entering code KINDAFUNNY199. To get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal plus an additional 20% off another two weeks, go to everyplate.com and enter code KINDAFUNNY199. Everyplate.com, enter code KINDAFUNNY199. And now that we're back, continue, what if we Greg. pivot? We come back. We're just talking about something totally random. We don't like, even we're just talk about fighting games. games. Trick the audience. We come back and we're like, how do they adapt Billy Madison into an MMO? Or something? <laughs> God, if we if if I if we 
lived alone and like it was like if i was going to soundproof and it wasn't going to destroy everybody else what i would say is we come back and i'm on the ground screaming about my computer crushing for <laughs> 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 oh my god i didn't think it'd be like this <laughs> <laughs> why did you curse me with this vision of the future <laughs> bless i i want to i want to hear about your history with mmo games Oh, I have very little history. Like I've I played like RuneScape back in the day, and then, uh, yeah, I try I tried out games like Final Fantasy fourteen, and then also I got very deeply into GTA Online. But again, GTA Online is is that line where I'm like, I don't know if I'd call this an MMO, and I don't know if most people consider it an MMO. The only reason I bring it into the conversation is because it is this expansive multiplayer online game that for um, an amount of time for me, I spent so much time in because the whole appeal of it was that I can go through and just do whatever I want, whether it be racing, get into co-op missions, uh, uh, build up money, grind for that, grind up levels, do all that, do all that stuff that I associate with MMO-ish type gameplay, but in a game that was tailored toward me as a fan of GTA. Uh, the Final Fantasy thing, I think you, you, you touch on something that I think really much, very much speaks to me in terms of when I hear about people talk about Final Fantasy 14 and hear about people talk about how great that game is, it is very much from the place of, yeah, there was this big reveal. Oh yeah. This, this, the story moment here was awesome. And all this different stuff that seems like it takes a lot of investment and a lot of, uh, uh, deep understanding of what's going on in the story and the world to actually get into Whereas Destiny is another example of a game that I played. I played probably about 80 to 90 hours of, beat the the Leviathan raid, and was kind of like, cool, I beat the game. You know, I'm done here because even as they added more expansions, I never really got that much into the story, even though I had played that much of it. And the reason was I was playing that with friends. And so I'd talk through the cutscenes. I'd not, I, I, I jumped in Destiny 2, so I didn't even know much about the previous game going in and like i was just there to shoot stuff and, and and play through these levels which was really fun for me but not enough for me to get really invested and i don't know i think that i think that's the big that's been the big barrier for me is not 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 feeling like i'm able to to put in i guess the work to get into a, a story that deeply yeah i mean that really is a good way to put it is you have to put in the work to be able to have the reward actually be worth it and be the best thing ever uh i want to do a little definitions here because MMO and MMORPG and all that stuff, is MMORPG still a thing? Or was that like a relic of an old time and now it's just MMO? And I mean, that's what and MMO is, right? It's just it's just, you, they just dropped off saying an MMORPG. But then like, so Destiny, right? That's MMO. Then GTA no. Online. Yeah. No, no, no. When I think of, when I, like, I think Destiny started the world shared world shooter. That was like that term kind of got coined with destiny uh, uh sort of becoming a thing or whatever shared world shooter started that i think of all these other games as just online multiplayers when i think of an mmo i think of warcraft uh or world of warcraft rather of final fantasy it's like it has to be this thing that you uh i guess i'm always thinking of it in third person terms right you're always third person you're leveling up you're also crafting you don't even necessarily have to progress. Sometimes you might just want to role play and be a person that crafts things for other people in the area. Um, I think of it as being a top down sort of experience. I don't really think of it in, in terms of like what would GTA be an MMO to me? That's just like an online multiplayer game. Well, so what about like a Marvel heroes? Marvel heroes was, I, I would put into the Diablo sense. That's what that became, right? It was online a, multiplayer. 
Yeah. And that, I think, it, honestly, the <clears throat> conversation is interesting and fascinating. And so I want to have it as we engage. But I would make the case that, you know, when I started at IGN, it was the beginning in 2007, 8, 9 of games bringing on RPG elements. And you going, oh, this game has RPG elements. Oh, it's an RPG light. You're doing this. You're leveling up. You're unlocking a skill tree. And now that's kind of just bled into action-adventure games. And it, it, it's everywhere to an extent. I think MMO, as obviously technology and online gaming has matured and changed, I think that's the same thing here, where you can sit here and go... When I say MMO, I, of course, think of DC, but I think of World of Warcraft. I think of Final Fantasy. I think of that kind of game when I look at it. But... I could think, you know, Destiny, you know, uh, infamously now that they're out of Activision, Luke Smith stopped, sh- started, stopped shying away from saying MMO and calling them their, their game that, right? Because even though it's not what I'm talking, when I, when I think of EverQuest or when I think of WoW, when I think of Guild Wars, it's not that. It has so many elements of it that you could make the case it is. And so I think in this conversation, I would include that. I would bring that in. I honestly think there's a chance kind of... Like, I don't, like, you know, again, like, I have Avengers on the brain, first off, because I'm a broken person who can't get away from this game. But number two, two, like, I'm doing the blessing show about it next week, and next week we're getting new content for it. I would go as far as I think I think you could make a case that they have a bunch of MMO elements involved with it, even though I would not say it's an MMO by any stretch of the imagination. But that's, again, because of skill trees and level ups and powers and grinding and working on your gear and all this stuff that all sorts of games do and have crafting and this, that, and the other. But... Where do you draw those lines anymore in a 2020 world where everything blurs together? But no, Marvel yeah. Heroes, I wouldn't have said is an MMO, uh, R- MMORPG, right? But it would be a Diablo game that is massive, you know, and online and has all the things that some or some, has many of the parts you'd think about for an MMO. I don't know how this is possible, Greg, for as yeah, long as I've known you. Sure. Like, I've always associated you with both DC Universe Online and Marvel Heroes. Heroes, yeah. And I thought they were the exact same type of game. And oh, God, I'm looking no. at a YouTube video of DC oh, Universe no. Online right now, and I'm like, what the shit? How have I never seen gameplay of this? Please tell me you want to play, you want to play it tonight? You want to play it tonight? No, I definitely don't. Definitely don't. This Final makes Fantasy a lot more sense on you playing the game as much as you have now. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, sure, because like, that was the game that I made a, a Christmas lay for when I, when I first interned. To me that way. I interned at Sony when they were working on this game, back before they changed to Daybreak. And then... I was there for two weeks interning, and, and after one week, they had massive layoffs. Yeah. Here you are now. I was, I, was just the, I was just the intern sitting there like with a little bag of hot Cheetos while people were cleaning up their desks. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> making a slash. Shit, fuck. Weird, man. <laughs> but no, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons, too, uh, uh, why DC was able to suck me in. Obviously, the world and a million other things, but if it was just the world, right, why didn't... Uh, Fuck, DC, not Infinite Crisis. What was that MOBA? They made a MOBA. The Crisis? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. There was a DC about. MOBA that I'm sure the chat will remember. One of you will find while I talk about it. But, like, th- I remember being like, oh, well, you know, Infinite it worked Crisis. for me. Infinite Crisis, it was? Yeah. I remember being like, you know, D- DC Universe Online sucked me into my first MMO in a, in, a, in a true sense. Maybe that'll happen here. And it was like, oh, no, I still don't like MOBAs. One of the things about DC Universe Online that... I really appreciated, and now that I'm playing on a, 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 a keyboard and mouse with uh, Old Republic, that is there. It was like they were very uh, uh, proactive. That like, hey, 
DC is going to be an action MMO, meaning that like when you jump in there, of course, your 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 button presses are responding in the moment. You're making you're doing combos and punching on top of your special abilities on your hot hot bar, but you're actually you know feeling to an extent that it is a third person action game, which something like Old Republic doesn't give me right because it is clicking and watching the thing play out and then you know you know going one two three one two three for as I just go through my powers and cycle and fight there or whatever. Whereas in a way DC didn't do that, it felt more like a third person action adventure than in an mmo world which i'd never had before do you have that cool leaping uh lightsaber attack though that was always cool i haven't unlocked it yet no i haven't used the hell out of that i will i will don't worry about it don't worry about it and so yeah i think that's you know again where you start seeing bleeds and chains and and changes and the the definitions and terminologies and criteria for the genres grow and evolve into this conversation where they go with it yeah I remember my first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy X, and I was enamored by it, totally loved it. And when they announced Eleven, I was like, this sounds crazy. It's an online game, and MMO, and I've never played one before. Like, I'm so excited. I had to buy the network adapter, network adapter and everything yeah. for the PS2 for, and the hard drive for that one. And uh, then I'll never forget hating it as much as I did. It was just like, this is, <laughs> this is just absolutely not what I'm looking for from a Final Fantasy uh, and I just totally wrote it off. And so that's everything when 14 first came out. I was just like, there's not a chance I'm going to play this, especially after not loving 13. And then it got horrible reviews. And I just like can't believe it turned around as much as it has. But like that's kind of a luxury that these MMO games have when there is continued uh, support. Like you yeah. telling me earlier that Star Wars uh, Old Republic is still being supported. Like that's awesome. That shows that there's, you know, the, all it takes is a community to be there and to be engaging with the game for the developers to be like, hey, we should keep on pushing this, you know? It was actually funny. It it was funny, though, when when they first started up the game and Greg was in there, and I think Kevin was looking for Greg or Mike was looking for Greg, and one of them was like, hey, hey, are you so-and-so? And then some random person in the game with them in their little realm was like, Oh, I think you're looking for this this person. And they were referencing Greg because they're like, Yeah, we just saw this new guy asking for something and where to find a thing. Yeah, he went that way. <laughs> like they <kept laughs> really? That's awesome. Really funny. Yeah, because I like, shouted that. out we were playing, it was Kevin, and we were shouting out because we didn't understand I was, you know, what server I had made my account on or whatever. So like we were in there and Kevin's like, Wait, what server are you on? I was like, I don't know. And I just put it in the chat. I'm like, what server are we on? And they were all like, You're on this one. I'm like, thank you. And then yeah, then Kevin shows up five minutes later. <laughs> Have you seen this person? Yeah, she went that way thank you like that's dude that's i mean part of why mmos are insane and awesome that it is that idea that was always the thing that struck me you know about dc is you know is you know my what 900 plus hours probably even a thousand now of that game like everyone was always so helpful and it was a community and it was you know running around the watchtower and people shouting out if they were looking for exobytes or looking for group on this or needing a healer on that and then when i would fall into groups or have people join ours uh how awesome they were and the friendships i would start there and you know the people who even when it came back when it when it came to switch this last time around i remember uh going back and digging up like Trexlight, who was like somebody who had done a whole bunch of stuff with me back in the day and was like a, a big voice in the community you know here we are uh, jesus i'm getting loose with the math here but what it would have been like seven years later six years later and trex is still a big part of the community and i went and watched his twitch stream and popped up in chat he's like holy shit hey greg and it was like catching up about all the shit i had missed that was going on in this game and if they were excited about it coming to switch and so on and so forth like 
communities that build up around MMOs are there. And, you know, again, to what we're talking about earlier of what defines an MMO, it's so cool to still see that right now with games that are online and service or online services games, right? Of like the way that Fran is still synonymous with destiny today, you know, talking about uh, Paragon coming back from the dead for all intents and purposes. Right. And like immediately that's an Andrea Renee thing that you got to talk to Andrea about. Like, it's cool that like there's the games that define all of us and what we are and who we play but then also there's these communities that go on and that you know frank can still be talking about destiny this long and a fire team chat still can be a thing uh, in the same vein as a podcast beyond or whatever it's Blessing. so wild to me the idea that somebody can be so stuck on a video game like that like i i kind of envy that i'm also glad i don't have that feeling so i could just feel free to play other video games or whatever i mean but... you kind of have that with overwatch right yeah, but, you know, Overwatch, you're constantly having to level up and upgrade. Or, no, rather, Destiny, I'm sorry. Destiny, with Fran, I was going back because there was a brand new thing. And to always have that interest to go back and check out this brand new, you know, strike or this brand new piece of armor that's being dropped. And you have that. With Overwatch, Overwatch is such a casual experience because you hop in and hop out for a couple matches and you're done. And that's what I love about Overwatch is that you do not have to be constantly looking to see what Zer is selling. I don't even know if Zer is even in Destiny anymore. It's just been a while since I've been in that ecosystem. But I envy that about people like Fran, and I'm also glad I'm not like that because I'd feel like I'd have to be stuck to that world so much and it would sort of consume me and I wouldn't be able to, or I wouldn't want to hop into other video games where now when I'm done with the game, I'm done with the game. Just like when Destiny mm -hmm. has their big releases, I'll play it and I'm done and I don't feel the need to sort of stick around mm. and that's that the sticking around part has always really interested me about those content creators i don't i don't understand it and i again i'm jealous and i'm glad i'm in that either <laughs> eddie I, I, did you ever play wow oh yeah yeah um wow. mmos were a huge part of my life sort of at the end of my at the end of high school going into college our friend, uh, of course, I, you always hear about Caesar and CP are like two of my best friends that I grew up with. Um, but their older brother, Orly, who's also a really good friend of mine. I would I was always going to CP's uh, place uh, over the weekend or whatever. And Orly would always be he was a, an engineer student. So he's really, really smart dude. But when he wasn't working on stuff for college or whatever, he was playing WoW. And he was playing WoW like in 2003, 2004. And he would sit at the table with his laptop, and I just did not understand what he was doing. I would look, and he'd be flying a little <laughs> griffin, like, what is this game, and why are you always playing this fucking weird game? And honestly, what got me into WoW was kind of falling in love with the Lord of the Rings series. And once, like, the DVDs came out, um, and just it was always on TV, and I was, like, super into Lord of the Rings, and all my friends and I were really into that fantasy world that we all decided to download WoW and, you know, it was $15 a month. I was like, what the fuck? I got to pay for this? This is weird. And we just got consumed by WoW. We played the hell out of it. It was, whenever those Twitter threads go around of what are your most memorable gaming moments, it's always a World of Warcraft moment for me where I just, I never understood the world was as big as it is. And I'll never forget flying on my first mount and crossing over the burning steps. And I'd be like... I'm changing biomes without even knowing that oh, I didn't know that there was anything over there. Like I didn't know there was anything past those mountains and I'm looking down and there's real players down there 
fighting dragons. Like, oh fuck! I thought these were just like a cutscene, kind of just to entertain you on the way while you're flying above this sort of lava area. Um, it's always a World of Warcraft area that really blows me away because it was the first time I'd ever experienced a massive multiplayer game like that, and just having all these random people and then getting attacked by the horde and having like other players invade you like oh shit like it felt like so cool this brand new experience i'd never had and once we left the rio grande valley and moved to austin it was harder to afford wow for the first couple of months um so to fight off our ability to to fight (laughs) off our ability to uh afford wow we got into guild wars and Guild Wars was free, and it was not WoW, and we were so di- we just wanted it to be WoW, and we were so disappointed by it, oh, and it was it was kind of a bummer. But now we have Michael Hyam here good. from GameSpot. We got What's Michael that, motherfucking hey, Hyam. First off, at, that haircut, bless his setup. Damn, Damn. it's just looking Damn, good. Son. We we had to get you in here because we can't just have a bunch of idiots talk about MMOs that they don't play them. Uh, you're here with Final Fantasy fourteen. You have spoken uh, yeah, the gospel you know the of all of this. I, what I want to know is. <laughs> Because we're we're discussing how much effort and time we actually need to put in for Final Fantasy XIV to be the rewarding experience that everyone online seems to to make of it. All right, so uh, it gets good after about forty hours. So y'all got forty <laughs> hours in your day. Set that aside, uh, and then uh, you'll get to the good stuff. No, but like to be honest, it's you have to understand that the the time investment is going to pay off. I mean, that's the case with a lot of the games I play. Like most JRPGs are going to go on for about maybe like a hundred hours. Like my favorite game of all time is persona five Royal. That game is 120 hours. So I'm willing to spend the time to get that payoff. So I understand that it's not for everybody, but you should like, you can, you can expect that time to be worth it. And the thing about final fantasy 14 is that it's for me, the thing I care about most is storytelling. And if you if I look back at my favorite games of all time, my top 10 games, it's all about strong storytelling. And you wouldn't expect that from, from an MMORPG, right? Like, WoW has its lore. It has a deep lore. But do people still kind of talk about, like, how certain moments impacted them? Maybe. But when you talk to anybody about Final Fantasy XIV, the first thing they will tell you is that this it's one of the best stories in the entire franchise. But it works to that point because it's, its strongest moments don't really work unless you put in the work because you see characters develop. You see them uh, take back their homelands or overcome institutions that have oppressed them for so long in the game's story. And then when you kind of, once you're able to conquer that and the emotional payoffs, that's the thing. Those are the things that are going to stick with you uh, well after you play. Like the end game content is dope and I'll do like raids and high level raids and all that and bang my head against the wall to defeat like extreme team wipe we've got to do a team wipe guys just everybody jump off let's die squad wipes yeah hey i'm familiar with that but (laughs) at the end of the day like you look at any conversations when it comes to final fantasy 14 it's all like everything that i've covered for that game has been based in story stuff so it is kind of a unique thing i played like anarchy online i've spent time with wow i've played everquest well after it's time but I, I enjoyed those, but I don't necessarily have fond memories of those. You ask me on my deathbed, I'll be like 85 years old if I make it to 85. Be like, yo, but Final Fantasy 14 Shadowbringers, that shit was so dope. Like, go to go to bed, <laughs> Papa. Go to bed. Um, <laughs> it, the last it is, time, Grandpa, you're not dying. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is wild, Michael, because I 
I have like a dyslexia issue. And whenever I see Final Fantasy things being posted online by you or by other people, sort of mutual friends that we have, I always think it's a Final Fantasy 16 reveal. Um, but it's always okay. a Final <laughs> Fantasy 14 reveal. Yeah. And usually when it's one of these big story moments, people always say, holy shit, this person's back. I can't believe that. And yeah. I always assume it is a 16 announcement that i just happened to miss like tim why didn't we cover this shit <laughs> and i realized oh this is 14 and that's when i realized yeah. damn people care about the story in 14 and i never had that feeling with any mmo that i ever played i think another thing too but maybe this is just like my bias in terms of storytelling style but it is a, i personally connect a lot with japanese media and with final fantasy 14 being a japanese game from square enix uh, I think the storytelling style works for me as well because it's it it is very emotional and it's uh, has a lot to do with feelings. You know what I'm saying? It it, it gets very personal at times because, like I said, you'll have the moments where these people who have been oppressed take back their homeland from their oppressors and like, hell yeah, let's fucking go. Uh, and you'll have those moments, but the damn colonizers, I, dude. Yeah, you take hey, fuck colonizers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get a little bit of that, but do you, also do you find those... yourself muting the Discord a lot to like not hear your friends so you could fully absorb the cutscenes? I play a lot of it solo, actually. Okay, um, that, and that's one thing I tell folks too who want to get into it, who might have multiplayer anxiety, because I know I do, uh, especially for something as complex as an MMORPG. But the you you can play through the most of the story moments solo, and you should because you don't want to be like hanging around, be like, hey, did you get through the dialogue sequence? Be like, no, I'm still waiting and all that. But there are like boss fights and dungeons that you can just match make into or bring your friends along. And then after that, there's like a lot of exp well, not a lot of exposition, but there's like cutscenes and just things happen in the game that you don't need people with you, and you you probably shouldn't have people with you because. It's it's me and that world and those characters. It's our time together. So um, that's that, those that's, are the things I value most. That's always been one thing that's kind of turned me off with playing a sort of shared world shooter and trying to care about the story is that I know that those things are happening to other players as well, not just me. So yeah. I feel less special <laughs> feel and special? less important in this story. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. a weird sort of feeling. I don't know. It's kind of weird a dis a weird disconnection for me. Yeah, and one one thing that you mentioned is feeling special in that world, and I think that the the thing with WoW is that you don't feel special in that world, and in Final Fantasy fourteen, you are, you are the motherfucking warrior of light. This is your show, and it like and you see a bunch of people running around, of course, and they're all the heroes in their own story. But the I think it's the storytelling is so smart in a way that it makes sense that all these people are there, but it also still puts you at the center of that and your companions at the center of that. So um, it, it really, at the end of the day, like I experience it as a traditional JRPG that just so happens to be in the context of an MMO. And there are moments in which it uses the, its premise as an MMORPG and leverages that for like storytelling that you wouldn't get in any other style of game. So just like, Oh, you know I have one saying? more question. I have Go one more Andy. question. Um, have you ever, have you encountered any really important story beats that you have to play multiplayer? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's the, there's boss fights and dungeons that are like those, especially like towards the end of each expansion or each, uh, oh yeah, each expansion. Those dungeons are also 
part of Got those it. momentous story beats. Uh, but again, like you can, but you're you playing alone. You're not with friends in a Discord or oh or yeah, like I that. for those oh well, damn, that's a complicated question because they've also <laughs> implemented a system in which you can bring AI companions for dungeons instead. And I um, actually like doing that because you bring the characters from the story. And also, I don't have to worry about disappointing any real world people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm pretty good at it, but I'm not that great at the game. So uh, it kind of takes the pressure off. And also, it may, it's like narrative, uh, it just makes sense narratively. But I mean, there are multiplayer moments. And then, like, the community is very, at least in my experience, the community has been very supportive. So if I go into a boss fight and like, hey, I don't know the mechanics, they're just like, don't trip, just watch out for this, watch out for that. If you die, it's all good, no pressure. And um, so yeah, you will have to do some multiplayer stuff, but it's for the like the the stuff that's story critical. It's not prohibitively difficult. Got it. I got two yes. for you here. One for the up, past, Sam? one for the future. Okay. What's your experience with Final Fantasy XI, and what are your expectations for Final Fantasy XVI? So I actually don't have any experience with Final Fantasy Eleven. So uh, that's that on that. Cool. Um, <laughs> I, I I I've kept up with it as like as I got more into fourteen. Like oh, what was eleven about? So I do have some homies I play fourteen with who still dabble in eleven. I'm just like, ah, what's the word on eleven though? Even if it's not you, like what are are people still love it? Do, are there people that think of eleven the way that the majority seem to care about fourteen? I think the 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 folks who still have fond memories and still kind of dip into Final Fantasy XI is because nostalgia factor, but that's not to discredit what Eleven has done because that that has also been successful. Like there's new story content, like either that came out this year or last. Year. I, God, I don't know. That's what crazy, year it is. man. These games, but it is pretty wild. Like that's just <laughs> been going on for twenty years, and like boom, after ten years, like yo, we got new story content. So there's. Um, I'm probably not giving it enough credit, uh, but that's also because I don't have any personal experience with it. Um, and your second question was about Final, Final Fantasy 16. 16. Oh boy! So Final. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> when For audio listeners, Fantasy... he just backed up in his chair and just kind of like he did the oh, he did the oh, the he did the Holy Cross sort of thing. Yeah. Ay Dios mío. Uh, <laughs> yo. So I was on with Tam and Lucy during the, cause it was 16 was real during the state of play and I got wild emotional. Y'all it's like the, the thing that did it for me is because the final fantasy 14 team is doing that game as well. So it's as successful and as popular, like there's over 20 million players playing final fantasy 14. There's still a bit of like, uh, among the fans, like, oh, well, that's the MMO. They either haven't played it or they don't have, like, a full grasp of what it is or what it does. So when I saw that it's Creative Business Unit 3, which is the very dry name for the team that works on 14, that has been working on 14, when I saw that, I had that moment of, like, oh, shit. This is their time to kind of flex on everyone and be like, we've been the leaders of storytelling in the Final Fantasy franchise for many, many years. We're going to do another mainline game, and it's going to be kind of the, at least what we expect to be the traditional style of single-player Final Fantasy. And then this is another chance for them to show them what they got. And 
I think that they they have such they've proved that they have such a diverse skill set with storytelling because they can do the the big scale political drama and have this deep lore with a lot of different factions entities and uh, major characters all playing a role and then they have those revelatory moments to blow you away and there are also writers on that team who can also tell very deep personal stories and that is the kind of thing that hooks you into individual characters so they they have so many strengths and I, I I'm trusting them to knock it out of the park because they've proved time and time again that they can. And that's the thing that excites me about 16. Some folks might look at it and be like, Oh, they're going back to the traditional style, like medieval fantasy. And like, maybe you fuck with that and that's cool. But I think the reason why some people are very like myself, who are super enthusiastic about 16 and very hopeful for 16 to, to be this this huge entry that's gonna that that is going to be maybe recognized among the great modern final fantasies is because we know what the 14 team is capable of and uh i'm like naoki yoshida who's he's producing that game he's the director of 14 but he's uh he's producer on 16 but him and that team they know what the fuck they're doing and i think that's why uh we are hopeful for 16 to be that entry that everyone's gonna be like yo this shit's wild that's so. cool that's exactly. last question i have for you before you we let you go and thank you very I... much for being part of this <laughs> of course. Uh, are you worried about the future of 14 if that team is working on 16 i don't know that that's that's an interesting thing that i th i think i'll probably have to ask next time i get to get to talk to them because uh they periodically reach out to us for interviews and all that I I just maybe someone does have the answer out there. It's like someone in media probably does have the answer of like how they're able to split that workload. Um, but I think the the interesting thing is that this upcoming expansion for 14 is kind of a, an end to a current story arc that has been going on since the, the start of Final Fantasy 14. So I anticipate there being kind of a shift in like who is going to be taking care of 14 moving forward because they are going to be or what seems to be they're going to be working with a clean slate after this next expansion because they said yo this is this is the first time in this game that we're going to take the the main story in a different direction and maybe that's their way of handing it over to somebody else this is speculation by the way yeah mm -hmm. and then maybe putting all their because because they've been spending so much time with uh 16 but again i can't comment on how those teams are organized but i mean if there's one thing that now you could Yoshida... recklessly comment on it if you want <laughs> Go for it. Uh, how do this you is think kind of funny michael i'll just so you know yeah. <laughs> uh, because like i yo yo i know what it's like to like podcast and all of a sudden that's the thing that that's in the headline of like yo <laughs> nah, game spot journalist michael hyam said they're splitting two teams like whoa 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 relax my guy um, but yeah that, that's that's definitely Tim, you title thing. the show that oh <laughs> shit that goddamn hey you gotta take that up with tam damn uh, but yeah it's uh the future of final fantasy 14 is i think more exciting than it has been before with seven remake 14 going strong and 16 upcoming like boy let's go hell yeah man well michael thank you very much for joining us this has been awesome where can people find you 
Oh, I didn't know I was guessing. You can find me and all of my bullshit at Michael P. Hyam on Twitter. Uh, also, peepgamespot.com. You know, the vibes. Uh, because all of my coworkers and friends are putting in a lot of work, putting in a lot of great work. Y'all know who they are. And, uh, yeah, also, hey, since this is, this is an official GameSpot content, you know, peep, peep my streams, you know, twitch.tv slash BrazyAsian. Oh, you're on the fives if you want an original. I love the Brazy, dude. I love the Brazy, man. <laughs> area, baby. Let's go. Oh, I got to wrap the set. But, you know, if you want original near playthrough, I'm in the middle of that. Days X, Final Fantasy fourteen streams, too, if y'all want to watch uh, some, some Brazy. educated on that. want to watch me get baby. white. Yeah. So, uh, but that's all I got. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank you, man. See Thank you later. You. Love you, Michael. Hey, peace out. Love y'all too. Take care. You can have your boy back. I appreciate that. <laughs> Did you say we could watch him get white? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it might have yeah. been wiped. I don't know. I'm wiped? Not sure. Right? I thought I, don't, I heard wiped. I don't know. This it reminds me a lot of when uh when Andy He's one of the coolest <laughs> dudes <laughs> in video games. So yeah. when he talks, I'm like, whatever. All right. And, it, 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 <laughs> and I, I slacked this at Greg. It's no longer Andy too. It's Greg and Michael Hyam. There you go. That's it. The motion passes and carries. That's what you get for talking shit on Star so Wars fast. Rebels. That's what you get. <laughs> Bless great so to fun. have you back. I expected you what guys to share the mic or something, but were you just standing off screen the whole time, just nodding? No, I was in the living room just scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll just please do the rest of the episode for me. Wes, I'm about to make you do a lot of heavy lifting here in the post show where we're doing another episode of Bless, who thank you all for joining us for this week of the Kind of Funny Games cast. If you are a patreon.com slash kind of funny game supporter at the silver membership or above, stay tuned for Bless Who in the post show.